Curiocast Podcast Emporium. Biff. Pal. Shoom. Welcome to Alphabet Flight, an encyclopedic Marvel journey where I go through the official handbook of the Marvel Universe with a guest, and we talk about the, all the characters we know and love and have forgotten as well. Uh, my name is Jesse Cooper, and with me today is Ryan from uh, Divisive Issues and yes. other podcasts. <laughs> yes, hello! <laughs> Hi! Um... Yeah, you're a first timer, but I haven't listened to your I listened to your podcast a little bit, and I was a fan. Well, thank you very much. We're here to talk about a character who's only been in, I think, about fourteen issues. I feel like this is really like putting my reputation on the line as a comic book podcaster. That I have a feeling there are going to be some obscure characters I've never heard of, and I'm just going to look like a fool. Oh, oh, it's okay. Um, I come across those characters all the time. Before you announce a character, I am prefacing it that on our show, I am the resident DC fanboy. I know a lot of Marvel, and I've read a lot of Marvel, but like when I go for the minutia and the specific details, it's usually on the distinguished competition side of the aisle. I um am uh, the opposite of you, where I know a lot about DC, a lot of minute, dumb detail of Marvel. But uh but talking about minute dumb detail. Actually wait, let me let me uh retell let me recount the epi- uh issues she's been in. She's actually only been in ten. We're talking about glamour. That sounds so familiar, but I don't know glamour. Well that, I mean it's obvious. I mean you don't have any <laughs> any lighting behind you. So going off of the, the name Glamour. What do you think she is? I am going to guess that she is a mutant that's a knockoff Dazzler. You got what 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 is she wearing? What is she wearing? Yeah. I see we're getting What's her look we're like? We're getting intimate right away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what's what's the look? Um for some reason, I'm thinking green. I don't know if that's skin or clothes. What about both? I mean, so sometimes you need to compliment okay. your skin. <laughs> I don't know if you're just just feeding me this, or I'm like incredibly lucky. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm a cruel cat taskmaster. <laughs> uh, powers? Well, she definitely has some sort of Jubilee Dazzler light type, pl- unless they mean glamour like in the vampire sense that they could like hypnotize people. I really have no idea. <laughs> okay. Well, here is glamour. Oh, I was way off. <laughs> well, what what's her what's her look? So she has black canary fishnets. Yes. She looks kind of like a poppier version of the Silk Spectre from Watchmen. Yeah, I would say that. So she's uh, got like a yellow, like the, the like b- bathing suit bottom and deep V neck top and like a collar and red hair. Although I will say she is more covered than a lot of the female That's heroes. very true. <laughs> That's very true. I've talked about 
except for uh Captain Marvel, the uh Monica Rambeau mm-hmm. Captain Marvel, who was during Captain Marvel during eighty seven, but she, but she wasn't uh, that objectified and had a really great costume. Um, yeah, but I really like I like Glamour, but her name is Glennis Zarkov, and her occupation is a stage magician. Okay, so she's she's not a knockoff Dazzler, she's a knockoff Zatanna. Yes. With the fishnets. But, but I would say her powers is not magic. Okay. So, I mean, it's a little different. <laughs> she first showed up in The Vision and Scarlet Witch, Volume 2, Number 4. When was that? Let me get, uh... Oh, if you don't know, that's Okay. <laughs> Sorry, no. It has it has the official handbook as the first issue, and that's probably not right. Because I read Vision and Scarlet Witch, but I think it was the first volume. It was in nineteen eighty six. Okay, January. So that yeah, that's not. I I only read the first volume. I think. I'm guessing. I'm I'm not sure, because I'm not sure when the second volume started. Uh, so she and her husband, Ilya Zarkov, are married couple who work as stage musicians and perform at the Magic Mansion in New York City. Very rare for a Marvel hero to be in New York City. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I, I like that it's like a, not like a superhero team. It's just like, hey, you know, I'm doing some, I'm doing some magic here. <laughs> yeah. With my, with my husband. Which is kind of what Scarlet Witch does, but, like, she does, you know, superhero stuff. (laughs) Yeah. The thing is, though, instead of doing illusions, Glamour and, uh, Illusion, who is her husband, (laughs) uh, uh, they have actual superhuman powers, and they use it to perform their magic tricks. So they have superpowers... And they just use them to make money. Yeah, which honestly, in the Marvel Universe, why not? Yeah, there's more than enough superheroes, especially in Manhattan. Yeah, and and especially if you don't want to do get in trouble that often. Like, you just do, you know? I, I don't understand why there's not entire construction agencies just made of people with low-level super strength. Yeah. Wasn't well, that kind of like what... What is it, damage control? Yeah, kind of. Like, there's a lot of non-powered people, too, but they tend to hire, like, Z-list people with, like, okay powers and stuff. But you feel, I feel like there'd be tons of, uh, construction companies and stuff like that with, like, tele- with, like, people with telekinesis and super strength to, you know, well, replace, probably, like, the machinery. It might be a union issue. I feel like the unions wouldn't let someone who could do the work of ten people well, that's why you do it in a state that doesn't care about their workers. Oh. Like Indiana. Well, I'm from liberal New York, so... And our union guys will break your legs. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I want to uh, see I want to see an offshoot of the X-Men, like the Morlocks, but they're the scabs, and they just go around the country and take all union work. <laughs> okay, so, uh, update on what Dexstar's trying to do right now. <laughs> Um, instead of 
you know, playing with the multiple toys that he can play with by himself. Um, he's trying to eat the book I'm using <laughs> right now. <laughs> so, just, yeah. he, he doesn't want uh, you talking bad about uh, Glamour. I'm not talking bad. He's, like, pretty <laughs> cool. Um, and, uh, pretty much, like, due to, like, prejudice and stuff, uh, with two people with superpowers and stuff, unless you're a white Aryan person who wears a American flag, you know, they left. They left and they moved to, wait, sorry. Um, sorry. I got ahead of myself. Uh, due to prejudice, the, the people with like superpowers, they pretended to be normal, ordinary humans who, uh, who accomplished their magic tricks through illusion. How did they, do you know, does the encyclopedia mention how they were found out? So I feel like it would be pretty easy to like, just be like, well, I can't reveal my secrets. I'm a magician. (laughs) Well, later, well, here's, okay, well, here's the, here's, it kind of reveals it here. Um, they lived in New Jersey, which is only a short drive, like Lee, uh, Leona, Leonia, 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 New Jersey, which is only a short drive from New York City. Uh, and when the, uh, Vision and, uh, Scarlet Witch, which it says here she's a mutant because that was before they retconned it to where she was just the, Matt, I'm not sure. I'm not, I don't keep up with X-Men oh, stuff because actually, it's a big cluster. It's before and after because originally they were high evolutionary experiments that yes. were later revealed to be mutants and now they went which, back to the original. Yes, and I'm pretty sure that was because they wanted the Marvel didn't want uh the Quicksilver yes and stuff to be go over to um Fox. Yep, uh, I didn't but, say it was you know, good. It's just that it happened. <laughs> honestly, I really liked both Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch on you know in the Marvel movies. So. And they have not had a uh, Scarlet Witch yet in the X Men movies, and probably won't. I feel like Quicksilver interacted with the X Men a lot more than Scarlet Witch because Quicksilver was like on X Factor, and like Scarlet Witch has kind of always been an Avengers character. So is Glamour only in Vision and Scarlet Witch? She doesn't show up in any other books. Um, she shows up in uh, a mini series called The Witches. I have never heard of that. <laughs> okay, so this is a great setup, which I want to read. It came out in 2004. Oh, wow. And it was, it's basically, uh, basically Doctor Strange put together a team of witches to deal with, uh, a case about demons. Uh, Jennifer Kale, Doctor Strange's pupil, mm-hmm. Topaz. Um, and the newly resurrected Xantan, a form of team, with, I guess, Glamour shows up in it as well. <laughs> she shows up in two issues. But basically, uh, this is Charlie's Angels with Doctor Strange as Charlie. That sounds pretty fun. I yeah, could get into that. Uh, it has, like, early 2000s art, though, which, uh... Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm, I think I've been spoiled by modern comics having such diverse um and really good art 
on the average and stuff. I don't know, there's still plenty of house style. There's still plenty of house style, but, like, you know, I can still, like, very easily get different art styles. And I feel like that didn't come around until later 2000s. I've actually, I used, I would have, if you asked me two years ago, I would have super agreed with you, but I've recently been really, like, digesting lots of, like, Bronze Age art. Some of it's pretty good. (laughs) Some Bronze Age, no, I mean, Bronze Age art can be good. I am just, uh, there's a lot of house style for a lot of time. Like, in in Marvel, in Marvel, like, everyone tried to do Kirby for most of Silver Age. And then Bronze Age, you got a little bit different stuff. I don't know, I've basically been, like, really reading everything Gene Colan drew. And that guy, even when he was a contemporary of Kirby, he was... I think he's probably my favorite Silver Age artist. Yeah, but, you know, I'm not the greatest expert on Silver Age stuff, so... I, you know, just from my experience, there's a lot of health style. Yeah, I mean, there's certainly, it's easy to pick and choose when the bad stuff, like, is it, it's not even possible for me to read, let alone, you know, can I go to Barnes and Noble and buy it? Uh, a bunch of, like, anti-mutant and anti-superhero bigots were trying to firebomb the Visions and Scarlet Witch's new so house. Wait, were they mutants? No. Okay. Sorry, they're anti-mutants and anti-superhero. No, but I mean, I wasn't sure if they. I don't. I don't know if they're mutants. It doesn't say if they're mutants or not. Like they could have just gotten their powers by radiation or something. But I don't feel like they're meant to really be have a really big backstory. Oh, okay. I feel like they're just supposed to be like the sideline characters in the in the soap opera. Of Scarlet Witch and Vision's life. Well, if they're going to use glamour in a future Marvel movie, they better figure it out. They might not have the they... rights if they're mutants. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. Um, but uh, her powers is uh is she can control the molecules of her body mentally. Okay. She can become intangible. She can become super heavy, super light. She can even split her body apart. That's pretty cool. So would they do like the sword in the like cut the assistant in half trick <laughs> but yeah which i i don't know i think she's actually a magician as well as her husband i think they're like equal footing well that's cool i think they are like nothing in this says that she's an assistant she's a stage magician and his name was illusion right yeah so you haven't gotten so to he, him yet <laughs> no i will though he is in here and he's not too far away because g and i aren't that far away but it's uh it's interesting. And um Yeah, I'm trying to think if there's any other Marvel like couples that debuted together. Like aside from like Reed Richards and Sue Storm. And even then that's kinda iffy. Yeah, like they weren't really equals until the eighties. Yeah. And that's when she became the Scarlet not the Scarlet Witch, the uh, <laughs> Invisible the- Woman. Invisible Woman instead of Invisible Girl, even though she's had, she's been married to Reed Richards for almost mm-hmm. ten years and had a child and <laughs> and everything. That was John Byrne, another great seventies artist. I'm looking through my shelves right now to see if there's any other like from issue one couples. Yeah, I'm not sure because like 
I don't think like that tends to come up as a later thing yeah. if it comes up at all. Yeah, I can't think of any that both had superpowers right out of the bat. Because, like, you have, like, you know, like, Ant-Man and the Wasp, but, like, the Wasp got her powers later. You yeah, know, like, stuff was, like that. It, it, it's, it's odd. Like, I, I do like when they make, like, superpowered couples and everything. Um, just because it, it, it kind of explores, like how that power dynamic and stuff happens. Yeah, like, and... right now in Amazing Spider-Man Renew Your Vows, you have, like, a whole family of superheroes that's really fun to read. Now, I need to read that. I've been kind of down on Peter Parker for a little bit, and I kind of probably need to get back it's, into that's, him. It's a fun book. It's Jerry Conway! Okay, I'll read it. <laughs> um, It's just, like, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure, like, I just don't really, I don't really like the whole Parker Industries Bent. Yeah, well, this is an alternate universe, so it's fine. Oh, I, oh wait, it's based off of the uh, Secret Wars. Yep. They th- oh, okay, then I'll read it's, that. It's, a, I love it's a book for people like us who are down on Parker Industries. <laughs> like, I don't, like, I liked it. I liked it when he worked in Horizon Labs and everything, but for some reason making him, like, a low-rent Tony Stark and making jokes about him being a low-rent Tony Stark does not work with me. Yeah, I mean, I really like a lot of Dan Slott stuff, and I've been, like, really sticking with him for a while, because I love parts of his Spider-Man run, but the past couple years have been a little rough. <laughs> uh, are you looking forward to Venomverse at all? I don't Not really. I thought Clone Conspiracy like, was pretty terrible. Yeah, like, I mean, they brought back... They brought back Doc Ock as working for Hydra, but... <laughs> whatever. Um... But they brought back Doc Ock, and I was just like, oh, that's cool, kinda. I like Doc Ock. Um, but then, like, everything else is kinda like, eh. Well, I know for one, I would rush to my shop if I found out Glamour was gonna be coming back. <laughs> uh, I would t- honestly, I wouldn't mind that. I would, I wouldn't mind a slice of life comic just following, kinda like how the visions tried to do for a while. I was gonna say, because that vision book is amazing. and That vision book is, like, one of the best books I read in the last couple of years. Yeah, I just finished it for the first time, like, maybe a week and a half ago. It is so it's good. It's so good, and I feel like it sold really well, and got a lot of really good critical press, so I feel like a good slice of life story could really find its way in modern Marvel. I feel... No, it can. It 100% can. They just need to, you know, get rid of the, all that diversity problem first. <laughs> yeah. <Christ. laughs> um, But, uh, yeah. So, I think we're pretty much done. So... So, uh, what, what you got going on? So, I host three podcasts, so I'll keep them very short. One... Oh, well, guess what? I beat you by... Well, no, I host three, and I'm going to produce another one. Oh, well. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, one is Divisive Issues. Me, another huge comic book fan, and two non-comic book fans take controversial and noteworthy comics and, like, di- dissect them and, you know, critique them literally. Like, literally isn't the word. Like, from a literary perspective. And also, like, we try to convince them that comics aren't stupid and it's really hard sometimes. <laughs> oh, oh, hey, I think you're going off of the uh, the thought that comic books aren't stupid. <laughs> but they're pretty <laughs> stupid. <laughs> they, all of them are pretty, most of them are pretty stupid. Even the great stories, you have to have a huge, like, tolerance for certain storytelling yes. <laughs> plot holes and not greatness 
but I love comic books. Yeah. So that's, we try to get to like the heart of like, why do we love these books? And what about them lets us look past the stupid parts? And it's, it's a lot of fun. And I also host Oops, I Talked Politics, where we're a left-wing political podcast. And we do lots of different, you know, we try to do some research, bring in articles and stuff. And both of those shows are at ComradeRadio.com, and they come out every other Wednesday. So, like, every Wednesday, one of them will come out. <laughs> and then with frequent guest of Alphabet Flight, Michael M. Rader, I host We'll Get It Right Next Year, where we spend a whole year trying to guess what happens in the movie We Bought a Zoo. And it's been getting really crazy lately. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, this is Jesse. I have a podcast called Random Sampling, which is a where me and Carrie Nelson talk about random stuff that pops up on Wikipedia and uh, my cat, which is not here, which means he's probably going to try to attack me at some point. <laughs> um, uh, I also have a podcast called Random, not Random Sampling, uh, Turn to Page, which which me and a couple of guests read a Choose Your Own Adventure book and Adventure and Junk. Uh, and I'll eventually have a podcast called I Believe I Can Cast, where we talk about Space Jam through the lenses of different topics. <laughs> That's something. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Uh, I still have to get it off. That's going to be bi-weekly when it does come out. I just need the second episode, so I'm not freaking out about <laughs> not having enough stuff. Uh, uh, if you'd like to support the show, you can rate, review, subscribe on iTunes and your podcatcher of choice. You can also buy a t-shirt from the Redbubble store or support us on uh, Patreon, which for I think the month that this comes out and the month before we are going I'm going to be talking about some of the teams and stuff that I don't talk about on regular episodes so people like the circus of crime and death throwers are going to be probably the first two so those are going to be solo episodes but for $1 a month you can get those um and also if uh you can just you know tell a friend um, if you'd like to talk to us, you can go on uh, the Curacast Podcast Emporium uh, Facebook group, where me and Carrie and other people hopefully talk to each other. P please talk to me, so I'm not shouting into the void. I'm in that Facebook group. Yeah, just talk. People <laughs> need to talk more. Please. Uh, this has been... Turnout? No, right? Alphabet Flight. This? this has been Alphabet <laughs> Flight... And may Conchu protect you through all of your night travels. Good night. <laughs> <laughs>